Alright, so here we are with episode 24 of the Florida Trail Runners podcast. Today we are chatting with Bruce, Deanna, and Julie, who all traveled up to Maryland for the CNO Canal 100. This was also Deanna's first 100 miler. This is mostly a flat and fast course, but with that, the temperatures took a little bit of a twist. It's also the home state of Tammy, who you see out at the Long Haul 100 almost every single year. So hey, let's kick it off with the CNO Canal. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, hello. Hey, hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. Oh man, I'm tired. Hey guys, can you hear me? Hey. Hey, hey. She is. I'm going to the party. Join the party. <laughs> like a family reunion i know <laughs> <laughs> so hey i guess we'll open up with you know a little bit about yourself you know that run history and what brought you out to the cno canal 100 so um i'm deanna um i'm from jacksonville beach florida and i've been running most of my life um since middle and high school but um, i just started getting into the ultras about almost two years ago now and I've just totally been hooked. But um, I actually found this race, CNO Canal in Maryland. Um, I was sort of just, I don't know, I was bored and looking on ultra sign up and I kind of, I sort of had my mindset, I did want to run a hundred miles. And for me, like this was in January, I think. I was looking sort of my timeline. I was looking around April for something that was, you know, looked like a pretty good first hundred. And I landed on CNO and it just kind of seemed appealing to me. And I kind of got Bruce, I reeled Bruce in to come out and do it with me. So that's, that's my story. <laughs> well, I'll jump in after Deanna. I'm, uh, I'm Julie, I'm a veterinarian and I, I live mostly in Florida, but also in California as well. And I have been running ultra specifically for probably a little over 10 years or so and I blame uh, I blame Bruce for this one who you'll hear from in a minute <laughs> so I've been uh, I haven't raced any ultras since before the pandemic but I've been trying to maintain my mileage and really been itching to find something although I was planning on finding a 50 miler and Bruce who's been my friend for a long time told me about this race and said promised he would stay with me and so I uh, I decided to jump in at the very last minute, which is very uncharacteristic of, of me. Usually I'm very specific <laughs> with my training. And uh, so I, I decided to probably about three weeks prior to the event to, to give it a go. And, and then that's how I met Deanna as well. And, and now we're family. So <laughs> I love funny, that. funny how that happens. See, I love how I, like, I, I pull Bruce in to come do it. And then he pulls you in to come do it. And it just <laughs> turned into this beautiful, lovely mess. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> what an adventure for sure for sure um my name is bruce sung ho Choi. i've been uh, around the ultra community i guess since 2007 jfk 50 was actually my first uh, 50 miler and uh, prior to that i've uh, run quite a few marathons and um i was looking through your ultra sign up shit i didn't realize how deep that that registration goes right yeah he's kind I of think ancient ancient well, it's like orcas island western states ben hody to cruel jewel he likes torture well you know i think <laughs> i i think uh some you know some of us like to push our body to see what we can do <laughs> and i think uh back in 2011 and 2000 2011 to 2013 i think i was doing that and um and then you know then like everybody else you kind of get tired of it and um you know you kind of you stop <laughs> you, you still race a lot bruce though <laughs> yeah but i got young deanna with me now so maybe i'll start <laughs> start getting back getting back into it you know it's really hard to find uh, training partners 
Yeah, so, it is. It really is. I mean, it really is, you know, hard to find somebody who's going to run with you when it's hot and, you know, oh, you know, like not super early because I'm like, you know, my running groups, you know, they run at 5, you know, 5 a.m. So. Yeah, that's uncivilized. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 5 a.m. just too early. Too I early. might run at 5 a.m., but I'm definitely not swimming. Right. Well, I'll be swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supper early no matter what. Uh, Deanna's uh, special. Uh, you know, she's, uh, she's a little crazy. A little too motivated. Says says you. Who's <laughs> 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 done, like, pretty much every crazy, stupid thing possible, running-wise. <laughs> when Deanna, uh, Deanna told me that she was running the CNO 100, I thought, ah, well, you know, I can... And I can use the motivation and, you know, you um, could use a race, maybe a training run uh, before Keys 100 in three weeks. So I thought, why not, you know, just, um, you know, why not, uh, why not do, do a race just, uh, just easy for, you know, the, what do you call it? The A race, right? So, um, <laughs> so um I agreed to run this, and uh, I talked Julie into running this since uh, we've been talking about getting together uh, for a hundred mile or you know or ultra for quite a while now. So yeah, but I love how you say it's a you know, it's an easy uh, easy, easy one hundred easy one hundred. I, I don't know that easy and one hundred can be used in the same sentence, but. Uh, you know, that just tells you all you need to know about Bruce, who's an oh. incredible, incredible athlete. So, <laughs> just, just the fact that this was a training run for your Keys 100 <laughs> should answer yeah. anything we need to know about you, Bruce. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, my mileage right now is probably 30 to 40 miles, probably, uh, you know, less than most marathoners even, but, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, because everybody knows it's just the uh, ultra is such a mental thing. Mm -hmm. So even with um, a little bit of training, you can you can get through these things. So well, yeah, and that's probably why I felt I don't want to say I felt okay. Well, I felt okay trying to attempt this because it is such a a mental sport. And uh, for your listeners, you know that have been running ultras for a long time. You know, Ray Zahab is an, also another incredible ultra athlete and friend and and i love his quote and i always try to remember it when i'm doing these things is that you know running especially ultras is 90 percent mental and the other 10 percent is in your head so if you can you know you got to do the training but the the mental training is just as important in my opinion to get through these things oh yes. that's right absolutely yeah. i definitely learned that on this one yeah, because Deanna, this was your first hundred miler. Yes, it was, and I, I didn't. I wasn't really sure what to expect. Like, I kind of went into it just with no expectations. I really just wanted to finish, you know. Um, but like, I've done a handful of fifty milers and a bunch of other fifty k's, and I've always known, like, okay, this is mental. But a hundred is such a big jump. Like, even like once we get to mile fifty, it's like, okay, now you get to do fifty more. <laughs> Like normally I'll be finishing at that distance, but, um, you know, I definitely learned a whole lot from this experience, especially how I would do it differently, you know, and all of that. But it was just, God, it was just so long <laughs> and hard. <laughs> and the course doesn't help. The course that, that weird, uh, loop course, Mm. Definitely uh, made it harder. I think you know the uh, and having not having the crew for as long as like you know lo like a thirty mile span. So yeah, that definitely made it um, harder. I think having the crew stops were so spread out. Like we really only had five crew access points for the whole hundred, which wasn't much. Which I mean, to me, this was my first time actually ever having a crew. For a race so like i felt spoiled even having you know jenny out there helping us but i never thought like i would really need that type of support because you know i've always gone out and just done races on my own i've had drop bags and i've always just brought everything that i would need but having that support really did 
help, you know, just like just getting things done and just little things that I never thought like I would need help with, like towards the end, I just, I needed that push too mentally. <laughs> yeah. I saw that Jenny card was out there. So obviously shout out to Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny. Yeah. Jenny she's my angel. Awesome. Yeah. She's, she's my boo boo, my home girl. We got, <laughs> we got all the names for Jenny. She's, she really is an amazing person inside and out. And she was, she did a great job crewing for all of us. And that was her first time. <laughs> I had no doubt that she would do a good job just because she works in healthcare and she works, you know, taking care of people for a living. And so I knew, you know, she was just going to do a fantastic job. Well, that's definitely an asset to have out there on the course too. <laughs> oh yeah. So I guess traveling out there from Florida, did you, how did you guys travel out there? Did you guys go together? <laughs> we flew. Oh, that was another. Mess. I'll, I'll jump in with the travel story. So I, I was flying from Miami, and they were flying from um, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, right? So we had planned to meet up in Atlanta. You know, there were no direct flights at the time, and so their flights went out without a hitch. But on the way up, I ended up getting stuck in Atlanta overnight, and luckily. Um, you know, we went up there a day early on Thursday night, so that wasn't too much of an issue, of course. Then you always worry about, you know, bag loss and whatnot. So when I travel to these things, I always make sure that I keep my essential race kit on me, you know, on my carry-on so that, you know, if, if all hell breaks loose and something goes wrong, at least I have my shoes and my clothes. And I, in this case, I brought my hydration pack because I knew that the aid stations were going to be so far apart. But... So travel is a little bit challenging right now for your listeners that are going to distance races. You just need to be be prepared for that because it's uh, the world has not quite yet reset to what it was. Um, our our flight wasn't too bad, uh, but unfortunately, it got in so late. I believe our plane touched down at twelve forty five a.m. So, and then we had to get a rental car. And that was another mess. So oh, we, 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 we got to the rental car facility eventually, and um, there were a lot of upset people, and the cars weren't available. <laughs> well, they didn't, the, well, the computers, there's something wrong with the system, and the woman that was working the desk thought like she, there were no cars available. So we had a line of people in front of us that were just wait, like all they had, she said, all they had were, was a minivan and a Tesla and they were going to upcharge like 200 bucks to what they paid in order to get a vehicle. And these people were upset because they're like, you know, we reserved and paid for a vehicle and you don't have it and you're going to charge us more to give us the only thing that's available. Right. And then one of some guy that was working there came inside and he said, no, we have like seven cars out there. And this was after we had already waited like probably 30 or so minutes. Yeah. And then finally, it was just like these people were so upset. And I was like, oh, wow. Well, there are cars. Never mind. And we got a car. And it was like 3 a.m. when we actually like went to sleep, I think. <laughs> 3 a.m. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this wasn't. Thankfully, it wasn't the night before the race. This was the Thursday, but still. Yeah. Was, uh, oh, and uh, then I forgot to mention <laughs> We once we did get the rental car, Bruce plugged in the address to the hotel we had booked, <laughs> and it took us. It didn't take us to the hotel; it just took us to some neighborhood. It was. <laughs> it was. So then we had to drive an extra fifteen minutes out of the way to get to the actual hotel. Was, oh gosh, What's that was funny. Fifteen minutes. It was an ultra. Be, <laughs> an ultra before the ultra we kind of had so. So Julie, Julie and Jenny came in about the same time on Friday, so Friday morning, at about eleven thirty, I believe that was. Yeah. Yeah. So we picked them up, and that well, we picked up Julie, and then we took Julie back to the hotel, and then we picked up Jenny. We came back again. I actually saw that airport five times on, the, <laughs> on this trip. <laughs> I loved. I loved that airport. Uh, well, and then of course flying home was a whole nother spiel of delays right. and and getting separated and and poor julie again uh, once again <laughs> i'm sorry julie yeah. i got stuck in maryland on the way home another hotel two in the morning and so it's i don't i feel like i am still running that race by the way because it's been kind of non-stop but it's my travel luck has been less than stellar <laughs> 
but there was a hundred miles in between all of it. So, you know, what? <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually, Julie. I mean, there was some success. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all three of us weren't weren't too bad. I mean, our flights were okay. Yeah, I think Julie just had some some brought some of the <laughs> bad flight juju. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least with all like that madness, at least you had enough time to you know kind of sleep before race day, right? Sort yes. Of. Yeah. <laughs> well, sleep enough. It's always enough sleep with kind of that race hype, especially when you're traveling too. Yeah. So, when yeah. it's when it's when it's sleep, right? When it's sleep before a hundred miles. It's good training, right? The sleep deprivation. So oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I always think the most night uh, most important night is actually two days before the race. Right, right. Coming into race morning, given that you've already dealt with all the flights and the hotels did you guys have a game plan coming into that race morning well we all we all planned on running together yeah i personally i mean i didn't really have a specific game plan looking back i feel like i, I might have i should have been a little more um organized with that but i don't know i always go into my races and just sort of wing it i guess you could say like i go out i just i run and you know if things go well, then that's great, but you never know what to expect with these um, races, you know? So, like, for me, I just, you know, I just wanted to finish, and I did. So I was happy with that. Well, you still did go sub-24. Yes. That was, those, oh, God, those last 10 miles killed me. Like, it was a death march. Yeah. <laughs> for me. And I, and, and Julie and... Um... Julie and I, Julie had a uh, little trouble with the technical part of that uh, te technical part of the course, where we got separated uh, at mile seventy-five, and um, we saw Deanna at, at a turnaround, and she was she was feeling so good and <laughs> running kind of fast, and then I I, I was kind of laughing laughing at her at her uh, really laughing at her inside my head. I said, she of course you are. Later, and uh, I hope she does too. <laughs> See, that, was I, kind of, that, uh, that was mean, but I knew that was coming. So, oh, well, no, yeah. I did. <laughs> I got, went. It's inevitable. <laughs> well, see, the thing was, like, after that mile seventy-eight station, I mean, they gave me a veggie burger and some warm veggie broth, and I swear that stuff just like juiced me right up. Like, I went out way too fast. I was feeling really good. Like, I got the second wind of energy, and I mean, I just took off, and I knew it wouldn't last. But, like, I just wanted to go with it as long as I could. And, I mean, it did last for, like, 15 or so miles. So, that was nice. Until, you're, un, until your calories run out. Until, yeah. Well, I was, I was still eating <laughs> enough and drinking enough. But it was just, at that point, like, I had, like, just after going out that fast after, about once I got to mile 85, like, I just, I hit a wall so hard. And I don't think, I was not coming back from that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I paid for it, but, you know, it was it's all a learning lesson, you know? Yeah, especially yeah, the 100-mile race, too. Yeah, and each, and each one of these things, you know, I haven't done nearly as many as Bruce has, but you learn, you know, each experience is completely different, and you can take those little gems, you know, where things went wrong and bring those into your next next event and hopefully improve them, but there's no guarantees that, that you're, something different is going to happen. So, you know... <laughs> My last 100 mile was the Keys 100 several years ago, and I dealt with a lot of problems there around mile 86. So I was bracing myself for something similar, you know, and the temperatures couldn't have been more extreme at the Keys. But uh, also here, I mean, we started, you know, it was about 39 degrees at the start. Yeah. And then we had, I want to say peak temperatures went up all the way to 75. And that's, that's a huge span of climate to your body and changes to your body when you can't get to your crew to change out proper clothes you know i really i i became hypothermic and that was a, a new problem for me during an ultra because i'm i'm generally picking the hotter races because that's what i train in yeah truly so, unfortunately i uh, started having uh cramps and um inner inner thigh and uh, pace slow down and uh, with the pace slowing down you're losing uh your you know temperature and then it was getting colder at the same time and um, she just just didn't have enough clothes with her, and um, you know she just got really cold, and it got really difficult right before mile eighty. And uh, but the but the luckily, um, 
there was a station right there and we had we couldn't ask for better people uh you know oh my God. to help us at that a station so and uh, we we were there for uh, i would say over two hours maybe two and a half hours yeah i think so it was the first time in my life i've ever actually taken a full-on nap in the middle of an ultra <laughs> and i uh, was scared to do that but you know bruce was my sherpa during this race and I listened to his experience, and it was like, I was like a new person afterwards. But yeah, yeah, I told her to go to sleep. You need to sleep because you're you're nauseated, and uh, you know, um, with your with your cramping, you're you're not going to go anywhere anyway. So even if you feel a little bit better, next eight stations now for seven miles, I believe, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Seven so miles. we we don't want to be out there in that cold, uh, you know. Uh, with all that going on, so um, we actually went back of the car and just uh, slept for was it forty five minutes? First forty five minutes, and then and then we said, okay, thirty more minutes. <laughs> so so hour and fifteen, yeah, hour and fifteen, and, uh, and then See we that, had some yeah. food. See, that's more amazing, more impressive. Your finish to me, um, I don't because like I didn't, I don't think I sat down once this entire race. Like I didn't, I was afraid to sit down. I was afraid if I yeah. sat down, I would start cramping up and I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't, you know, I'd get up and try to start running and everything would just be hurting worse than it already was, of course. But yeah, that was, that was crazy. It was nuts. I mean, you know, they say beware of the chair. And so I was very afraid to even sit, let alone lay down and take a full on nap. But when your body, you know, when your body gives out on you, you have to listen to it. And Bruce is exactly right. I couldn't take it. I literally could not take another step. And my body was shivering uncontrollably. And then, then I threw up in front of about 30 people. So that was exciting <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over again. So, you know, it was, it, I was batting a thousand there. And so I just, I listened to someone with more experience than me and, uh, and let the aid station people take care of me, which they absolutely did. And because of that, I was able to finish. Yeah. And that's a good point too. It's like, sometimes the game plan has to change entirely yep. with something you probably have never done before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was, I couldn't even fathom taking a nap and thinking that I'm actually going to be able to get up and continue on that. That to me seemed like such a foreign, you know, a, a foreign concept to do that. But what was strange is that when we when we woke up you know my big problem was I, my leg was cramping to the point where i would not move and then it, when i would shiver and the muscles would seize up I, it, it got worse and so i was laying there and the, we were in the back of a aid station volunteers car who ran her car for over an hour with us with the heat going <laughs> and set up like a full-on like sleeping bag and tent in the back of it and i i was laying there thinking okay is my leg going to work? And I tried to lift it and the pain was gone. And I, I wasn't even sure if I was fully awake or if I was dreaming the whole thing at that point, I was pretty delirious. And, and so when I realized it was working, I knew that gave me the confidence to know that I could go on. It wasn't going to be pretty though, which I knew that as well. Girl, but you did it. And like, <laughs> I applaud you so hard for that. Uh, thank you. You know, but you know, for me, something I went through that I've never really experienced before in a race was, you know, after mile 70, I, I started, you know, I picked up the pace a little bit. Like, I mean, I was averaging like 10 to 11 minute miles. Like I was moving and I was feeling, I was feeling good too, but I was going too fast and I was breathing heavy and it was cold. And I started getting um, fluid buildup in my lungs, which made it really hard to breathe by the time I got to mile 90. I mean, even going any faster than like a walking pace was like I was out of breath like I was like wheezing and struggling for air which was kind of scary looking back that was you know it's like that was stupid all of it <laughs> but you know I kept pushing and I had a you know I had some breakdowns and you know Julie I remember you saying you know you're probably going to cry during this mm -hmm. race mm -hmm. and I thought you know I've never cried during a race I've like always been you know fine for the most part and I thought that was a little like much but holy holy smokes <laughs> like I was you know I can understand now just from the exhaustion the pain the fatigue just all of it and the emotions that you feel that just come to the surface 
during these races, like it was just overwhelming. And I mean, I had some serious mental breakdowns. <laughs> yeah, it's when, when I found out you're actually human, Deanna. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> I, I, I am in fact human. I remember, I remember at one point I snapped on you and that was the first time I was like you, kind of ever mean to you. Or Bruce. You, you, were, you were mean, <laughs> you were a little mean. <laughs> well, you were just being you and I just, and I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't in the mood at the time to deal with you, Bruce. Like, you were just in too good of a mood for my attitude at the time. And I was just like, over it. I was like, stop, Bruce. I was like, I don't want to talk. Don't talk to me. I'm not talking. Oh, no, Deanna, uh, you should get Bruce and I to, to crew you sometime. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> but Bruce like, is the only one that didn't cry, but he was probably he was... wanting to cry on the inside from dealing no. with us. God. Well, you know what? It made me feel really good when we got home and um, Bruce's girlfriend, Ashley, picked us up from the airport. And I asked her, like, has Bruce ever cried during some of these races before? And she said, yes. And I was like, okay, cool. Bruce <laughs> is human, too. He's been through some rough patches. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's, he, he's cried. He's not happy all the time. So that made me feel a little better. <laughs> but um, But there were definitely moments, you know, I mean, for me, a lot of these races it's it's a very inward experience and you know there are a lot of times where i just wanted to be quiet and alone and like you know don't talk to me <laughs> which you know i would kind of spread away from you guys but then of course after mile 70 i was pretty much alone and oh the rest you got of lonely <laughs> you missed us i got i, I missed, missed y'all a little bit <laughs> but then jenny came and found me and she, so i had her for a little while um, she paced me for, she did like mile 90 to 92 with me and then she jogged back to the car and then she got to the finish and she came down and did the last two and a half miles with me, which at that point, like I wasn't even in the mood to talk to her. I was like, I love you, but like, I can't, well, and also I was dealing with the fluid in my lungs. So I, I really, even talking while walking, I was out of breath. Like it was just hard to even have a conversation. So I told her, I was like, I just, I can't talk right now. Just leave me be, love you, but like go away for a few minutes. <laughs> so that was, that was wild experience. Yeah. So coming into that, that, you know, that final 20 mile, kind of how was 20? You're almost there. How did those miles go? It was hard. <laughs> it was, it was very slow. Um, you know, I just, I struggled. I was on the struggle bus, you know, at that point. I mean, the last, it really wasn't until mile 90 that I hit the wall and I just was totally out of gas. You know, up until then I was doing, like I had hit a couple other smaller walls, you could say. Like I remember mile 60 to 70 was really hard for me. Like that was very slow and I just had a hard time keeping up with um, Bruce and Julie. We were doing like a walk run um, thing. We were doing like, we would walk like 0.5 and then or 0 0.05 and then walk and run like 0.45 right guys mm -hmm. right. Like that. Mm -hmm. and we do that mm -hmm. on up but like i was just the walking part wasn't long enough and so i just kind of kept a slow slow jog just to keep up but it kind of kept us regulated at the same pace i think and then and then we kept passing you <laughs> kept passing me. but then y'all would stop and walk and then i would catch up so that's what I mean. It like regulated. We were about the same pace, but um, I don't know. After that, I got faster at mile 70 and then 90 came and it was just very downhill and very slow. And, you know, I was struggling mentally. I tried to play some music, which I didn't do music at all for the whole race up until the end, which I just, I needed some motivation um, just to keep me going, which it helped. But, um, I did really want that sub 24 hour finish. So I just, I kept marching and honestly, it was just really one foot in front of the other. What was your go-to song? Go-to song? Oh gosh, I played a lot of funky stuff. Like, I mean, I was playing like some old reggae tunes and just some oldies, some like hip hop. And I just, I was changing it up a lot. And I was just, I don't know, whatever I had downloaded on my phone, I would just kind of go through. I'm like, oh, I'll just play whatever is in this mess <laughs> <laughs> i like to say i secretly have just a little bit of whatever but yeah there's a lot of kesha in there 
<laughs> some stuff. But it was funny because I, I remember, um, what song was I playing? Did I play right when we were going down after 70? We were still together. Oh, Eminem, baby. The Eminem song, yep. And, um, yep, Lose Yourself. Yeah. It's a, gr- a great hype song. That was, I feel like that turned into the hype theme song for this race. Yeah. <laughs> after I played that, I was like, okay, let's do this. And um, I was feeling good until I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but that is that's a hundred miles, right? Yeah, I mean that's the theme of a hundred. It's such a roller coaster ride. But you know, as we kind of alluded to before, for for me and Bruce, well, for me, Bruce was Bruce was pretty stable the whole time. Like he, like he always is. But <laughs> that, that last stable. Miles, I like that. That's my name. <laughs> I feel like, you know, Bruce was just there for us. <laughs> he could have he could have done this race in like 20 hours if he wanted to. Yeah, I'd like to go back. I'd like to go back and see what I can do on this course. It's de- definitely, uh, the course is very runnable. Um, kind of reminded me of the Beast of the Burden in uh, Buffalo, New York. Um, I ran that race about 10 years ago. And that one was 25-mile loops uh, out and back. And uh, this race, CNO, was... 40 mile loop and then a 30 and another 30 on the same course but the shortened 30 miles was shortened um version of that 40 mile first 40 miles and uh most of it is very runnable and then the, just the incline um on the hill which is not too bad you know so um you can definitely get a pr um on this course so but but you know i knew i knew from mile 20 30 into this race that that um, there was a lot of um, canter on the on the on the trail, um, how that was going to affect the knees and the hip uh, later on in the race, because um, yeah, it, it became uh, by mile 80, 90, um, you can feel every single bump on that on that trail. Yeah, what's the course like out there? Because I know there's a lot of packed dirt, loose gravel, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so it's a packed dirt, and it's just kind of like running on the road where you have the canter. So you, you, it's, it, it never feels like it's really flat. So I, I would, I would definitely recommend, uh, you know, some type of, um, you know, not necessarily trail shoes. Maybe, uh, you know, one of those all-terrain, like you know, road trail shoes that that that's got a kind of like a soft, softer bottom, um, where it's more, a little more flexible. Because um, running on that, running on the surface wasn't 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 easy as it should be. So, but you know. But I think it's definitely a PR course. Yeah, it sounds- that, that hill at the end was just cruel, though. <laughs> the hill is cr- uh, cruel, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, a right but, but it's fairly short. So it's not yeah. that short. It's like a half mile long. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially well, especially if you've already done like a hundred miles. It's like, oh my god, looking up yeah. at this like massive climb like was just the ugly it's just awful it, i think it took me like 20 minutes just for that half mile yeah you compare some you know other tra- you know other trail races like you know the orcas or the herd or some of these other races it's like you know eh, it's it's you know it's it's not um it's not too bad you know so um <laughs> yeah my girlfriend and i were hiking the um the at today and uh she asked me some you know and she's just a, you know, she's a runner and she runs some, but she's not an ultra runner. And uh, as we were doing the, um, you know, Appalachian Trail and we did eight miles today and she's like, is your race kind of like this? And I said, well, yeah, some are. And then she says, well, that is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it is stupid. Yeah, it is so right. stupid. Yeah. So she had no, obviously no idea of some of these uh, some of these races, and um, but uh, yeah, CNO courses definitely definitely great, and uh, I would definitely I highly recommend this race. I loved it. The aid stations were wonderful, like some of the best that I've ever seen. Um, also very vegan friendly, which you know I'm a vegan, so this was just it was great for me. They just had tons of options and. You know, after a while, you know, running so far, just food just starts. Every nothing looks good. <laughs> yeah, they and, definitely um, had a lot of food. They definitely it was had nice. a lot of food. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. They had options. Yeah, and that's a big thing too with refueling. 
here in Florida, pretty much everyone kind of has the same thing. So when you travel out of state, did you guys have like any kind of nutrition plan or, or concern about what nutrition the course would have? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that's always a concern. And and I think one of the many challenges of, of this race is that you can't get to your crew very often or your drop bags. So in, in a normal situation, I mean, I've never done a 100 mile without crew. I, I never will. But in those situations, you can get what you need pretty, you know, every couple miles in some cases. So here, trying to prepare for that is challenging. And depending on, you know, depending on the aid stations, not really knowing everything that they're going to have, it was a little bit of a worry. I mean, we all carried some stuff with us. I carried a few things. But, you know, for me, that's a whole other issue that I suffer with in these things is, is getting food in that I can tolerate in general and it and it changes every race so it's a little hard to predict what my body's going to tolerate or crave so that was one of the many <laughs> many problems that i encountered during the the cno canal it would had be to overcome yeah it would be uh definitely nice if they would they had a list of uh, items that are offered you know at each aid station ahead of time so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that would have been helpful I mean, for me personally, just because of my diet, I always bring my own nutrition. And um, typically, I try not to depend on aid stations at all, except for water and maybe like, you know, tailwind or whatever electrolyte drink they might have. Um, so for me, I, I already brought like all my own nutrition stuff for the race. But because they had such great options, like I still ate a lot that I brought, but it was nice that I could have a lot of food and especially like hot food at night. Um, at these aid stations, like they had like this one, they had this rice soup, rice was, ginger soup. Oh my God. That was <laughs> the most delicious soup. That was so good. It was not good. <laughs> you didn't like it. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Bruce, stop being a hater. You're such a hater. <laughs> it was, it, it, you know, it was good for what oh it my was. God. Yes. Well, after running like 60 some miles, it was delicious. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's such an oddly specific, uh, you know, like menu item too. I, I was, it was, I wasn't expecting it, but it was good. It was cold. It was getting colder and the, the, you know, the hot soup definitely was, you know, was good. It was nice. Because, you know, we want some type of carbs and all that stuff. So it had what we needed. And that's how it is in some of these races, especially when you go up north, especially like, you know, toward Maryland. How was was there a lot of humidity out there, or was it just that like that coldness oh. hitting your throat? It was muggy. It was yeah. Cold. Yes, it was. It was. It was humid, and it was damp uh, feeling. And um, when the sun went down, uh, it, it got really cold. So, yeah, we would, that the that part was was not easy. Yeah, I was. I mean, I never got really cold until I started slowing down. Um, and then once I started slowing down, was when. I started getting cold and I was like, Oh, Oh God, this isn't good. <laughs> but thankfully, you know, those last few miles, Jenny came down and she brought um, a hoodie for me, which, you know, really helped me. Cause I was starting to get, you know, shiver. Um, cause I couldn't walk faster than like a 20 minute mile pace. Ooh, but that was just four. my speed. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, yeah, that, that, hum that cold humidity was just, Oh, it was, it definitely made it harder. It's like Florida winters. I mean, the humidity, you know, uh, I I won't say I love running in the heat, but my body tolerates it the best, even humid heat versus dry heat. But when you throw that cold in there, you know, people laugh that live up in northern climates because when you tell them that the Florida cold is really something to be reckoned with because it's just awful when you add that humidity factor and it's it's torture. Well, the course was uh, right next to a canal the whole time. Yeah. Um, so it was. Um, <laughs> there was. Yeah. It was. There, it was pretty damp, and um, I remember a race in Ohio that I ran about four, three, four years ago, uh, Canal Corridor, and um, same situation. And this one was in the summer, so it was um, it was very damp, and um, and we were. It was it was so damp. It was so so damp and uh, hot at the same time. So. Yeah, that's something to consider when you're running a race uh, near near water like that. You know, but we really did get lucky, though, with the weather. We did because, get lucky. Because yeah. the mm -hmm. day after, Sunday, at, like it was almost like right after you guys had finished in the afternoon, it started raining. <laughs> 
and it rained the rest of the day, like a damp, kind of chilly rain. Mm -hmm. Well, like every race, you just have to prepare differently. And uh, for a um, rainy day like that, uh, obviously, we're going to be running with the rain gear. So, and that's another another um, another thing is uh, when you're running in that weather, when you stop, you freeze. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, movement is just the key to, even if you're doing like minimal air squats at the aid station, it just keeps your blood flowing. Right. Yeah. I ran into trouble two years ago at actually at Orcas 100 um, in February, where um, about mile 65, I, I like to say. Um, my, uh, water resistant or water, yeah, water resistant jacket started taking in water because it, it was raining uh, off and on. And, um, I started to get really cold and my pace had slowed down. So I was, um, I was really cold and delirious. And, um, this young lady came by actually, and we, and by this time, everybody spaced out. I was very lucky that this girl had extra, actually, uh, extra poncho for me so I put the poncho on I was just so cold delirious and then I was I went another two miles until I got to aid station where there were so many people there um, had the same situation they were they were they were they were just all frozen I mean it was just so cold snow had just just you know snow was melting it was uh, February in Washington State you know so and then we were there for Gosh, I mean, we were there for over an hour just trying to warm up, and uh, and when I did fi uh, finish this race, I actually lost um, um, I, I lost the feeling in the tips of my finger for about a month and a half, maybe even two months. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I really think I could have died in that race. You could have. Oh my god, Bruce! So yeah, <laughs> so you know, some of these ultras are definitely dangerous. Which I mean, for this course. It was primarily flat, you know, very similar, I guess, to like the long haul 100 style of, you know, the, the terrain is pretty flat. You have a lot of gravel and that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's easier to long haul. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Well, that's sort of why I also had picked this as my first hundred, um, just because it seemed, you know, it was a little like, quote unquote, easier, faster hundred. Right. <laughs> Com compared to some of the races that we have around here um, in the southeast, it seemed it seemed like a good starting point runnable, for me. Yeah, and it's so, a very runnable course, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, I did the I did the four clinch one hundred in Fernandina Fernandina Beach in the northeast Florida back in, uh, oh gosh uh, eleven years ago now. Um, that was my first one hundred, and uh, RD back then decided to or thought it was a good idea to do a hundred mile in June. So oh. <laughs> I think three people went to hospital that day. But oh my um, God. yeah, besides that point, um, yeah, if I was thinking if I can finish a hundred mile or, you know, this hundred mile, I can definitely do an easy one. So that's what got me into running more hundred mile races. You know, if you can do a tough one, you can do an easy 100. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think any of them are easy for the record. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, they're, they're all different, you know, and there's some that are definitely very distinctively hard. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I don't know for for this race here, like the CNO Canal, what was kind of like that hardest part? It's for definitely me, it fun. The, yeah, yeah, definitely the, the climb time. up to the aid station, uh, yeah. the, where where we started from. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that last big climb for me wasn't bad until it was. I was on mile 100, which for the record, this course was a little long. <laughs> My watch read 101.5. Well, and it gets oh. what? It, it died at the bottom of the hill, too, so it's actually further than that. But Deanna, Deanna you'll, you'll, you'll find out uh, a lot of the 100 miles I've... are not exactly 100 miles. Well, listen, listen, when I was reading my watch and it said 95, I was really hoping it was exactly five miles to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually more like seven. But that, that climb was to finish was hard, mostly because I also was just struggling um, with, like, m the thing going on in my lungs. Like, I just, every three steps up that hill, like, I just I had to grab Jenny, who was with me, and I was just, like, holding her, and I was just, like, just trying to catch my breath and breathe. And she was like, okay, keep going. And I was just like, <laughs> hold, I was like, hold me, just hold me, Jenny. 
<laughs> just let me breathe. We all for said a that at one point to Jenny. Just like, just hold me for a second. Let me breathe. She's like, no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going, girl. I was like, oh, God. I was like, I'm getting there. And then, you know, we got, we got close to the finish and she kind of went ahead and to take like pictures of me and videos of me finishing. And like, I was just like dead. Like I, like, I just had nothing left. I was just like death marching it to be done. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, uh, definitely the toughest uh, finish in a hundred mile. But yeah. Yeah. The last half mile like that yeah. climbing, climbing all that technical oh. section and a uh, big uphill. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought it's funny because when we got to that turn to go up the hill, we saw the cone. I was like, at first, I thought I would be so excited to see it because it meant, you know, we were like, you know, like a half or quarter mile to be finishing. But then once we got there and I looked up, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is it. I'm done. <laughs> Someone pick up my body. But I did it. It was rough. I th I'm really happy, you know, with you know how everything went and you know i wouldn't change any of it coming into that uh, you do that final climb you're coming down you know you're almost there and you're about to get that belt buckle <laughs> oh my gosh that the belt buckle yep <laughs> i got one now i'm part of the hunt the cool kids now the hundred club <laughs> and it's, it's, it's <laughs> no it's i think it's just very funny when you talk to people that don't do this sport or don't do even even if you talk to a marathoners, which, you know, we're all, I mean, Bruce and I have done tons of marathons and, and it's hard. They, they look at you and you're like, yeah, I run a hundred miles. Well, what do you get? Well, you get a belt buckle. They're like, what? <laughs> you put yourself through torture for a belt buckle that for me, I don't even wear mine. Like that's not even my style, but I, you know, but I sure as heck want them. Oh, it's funny because I was trying to, explain this to a lot of uh, my coworkers that I work with here before I left. And then, so I was telling them all about it and, you know, they were really excited for me. And then when I came back this week, they're like, okay, where's the spell buckle? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I left it at home, but I'll show you a picture of it. They're like, Oh my gosh. And I was telling them, you know, about everything from the race, you know, all the highs and all the lows. And they're like, you paid money to do this. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm like I did yes would, and would I do it again yes most likely <laughs> yeah and that's the biggest thing is just overcoming the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows that's what that belt buckle you carry that around that's what it represents yeah yep. it's, it's symbolic of overcoming you know a really tough physical and even more so mental challenge and it's a good you know I think hundreds are really good life lessons, life preparing you for things. And it's, uh, you know, for me, a deeply personal spiritual experience, even when I do these, because if you, it, it helps you prove to yourself that you can, if you can accomplish this, there's not much that you can't accomplish in your life. Yeah, It makes everything else easy in life. That's for sure. I think so. You know, it definitely, yeah. it shows like, you know, I can do hard things. And, you know, not to quit, you know, it's perseverance, it's strength, mental, physical, all of that. And, you know, there's highs and lows and, but all of it's beautiful, you know, um, maybe not in the moment, but in retrospect. How many times did we say we're not going to do this again? I'm going to run another 100 mile race. Uh, well, yeah, kind of a lot. Bruce, you're already talking about another hundred the day after. <laughs> we all were. We're all, we're all like saying, okay, let's, so what, let's, as we're let's... sitting in the hotel room, not able to, to move, you know, I, oh, I was so tired the night before. I, I couldn't even figure out what to eat. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. It was just, too just pick much. something. Just pick something. <laughs> Let me, I mean, restaurants are closing. Yeah. I remember it was like 730. It was like on Sunday, everything's closing early. I remember I had Bruce, I like had to have Bruce literally help me step up a curb. Like I couldn't do a step. I like leaned over my like, Bruce, just, just hold me, just carry me for one second. I have a video Get of you walking. One step. I have Bruce, a lot of videos of you, you have walking. Like, you have like five videos of me walking. You know what? Watch your face. Watch your Facebook. Um, when you wake up in the morning, I'm, I'm going to upload all those videos that I took I'm, of you I'm, walking day after. I'm going to kill you. It is. 
do not do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was funny. I was definitely like walking, walking funny all day Monday. I walk it, how I talk it. <laughs> that was whew, that was rough. So, but it's funny, my legs aren't sore. Like after Monday, like by the end of the day, my legs really weren't sore anymore. It was just my left, like um, Achilles has been really tender, and the ankle was swollen. But that was it for me. That's the beauty of uh, ultra running <laughs> because the, I think the recovery, um, because you are not running fast, um, you know, you can recover. Um, I feel like you can recover much, much quicker. You know, 10 years ago when I used to run these things, um, you know, every week or sometimes every other week, um, I, I, I couldn't believe. I mean, you know, that's, that, that's what, um, you know, that's why I was like so into it like 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can do 100 miles and then I can run another 100 miles the following week. And, it, you know, it, I was just amazed, amazed at what my body could do. So I think that's just you, your body, Bruce. No, you'll, you'll, you'll see. You'll, <laughs> no, I think you're you're I think I think you're you're the same. And uh, you, you'll find that, um, you know, you're going to recover uh, quicker as you know, with uh, more races that you do. Yeah. Well, I've already noticed some of that. Just, you know, I've, I've, you know, I just did a 50 miler three weeks before this. And then like two weeks before that, I had another like 50 K, you know, so I've definitely been doing a lot of races back to back, <laughs> but this was, this one was a big one though. So I think this one recoveries might be a little longer, but. Yeah. Cause you're, you know, you're covering that new distance, that new barrier. It's quite the accomplishment. Ooh, I feel accomplished. <laughs> it was it was quite quite a journey. All but yeah, with like a lot of accomplishment too. So for the CNO Canal One Hundred, kind of where those those final thoughts, those final opinions on how the, that entire race weekend went. Um, I mean, for me, you know, this was my first hundred, and I'm very happy um, with my finish. Um, I love the race that, you know, the aid stations, they were very far apart, um, but they were really well stocked. I really loved the vegan options and just the whole spread that they had. The volunteers were great. You know, I would do this race again. Um, I would try to do it faster, of course. Um, but like, you know, we went through a whole lot, all of us. And there were just, there were so many different moments like throughout the race that were just just you felt just all these different emotions came to the surface and you were dealing with all these things physically mentally but like you know for me it was all you know about overcoming and you know being strong and keep pushing on even when you don't want to <laughs> so i mean i'm happy with it i had a great i had a great weekend and um you know it was fun being with you know bruce and julie for most of the race and finishing was hard but it was it was worth it and we did it guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you know overall uh, i feel it was for me it's, it, it was a successful race weekend because i finished and that was my ultimate goal was just to come here and and for me a win was crossing that finish line and getting that belt buckle and you know, is a, a beautiful venue, good friends, great volunteers, you know, every, no race is going to be perfect. You know, there's certainly, you can always just like with your running races can always Im improve things that they do. Just like you can always improve your training or improve your mental attitude or, or anything really. But um, I, I don't like to repeat hundred mile races. I like to leave the experience there, but if, you know, I would definitely go back as a, volunteer or crew because it was just uh it was overall a really great experience yeah i don't i don't know um uh what deanna and julie was thinking uh before <laughs> they went into this race but you know like you know like a lot of ultra runners you know they go to um i think they have a tendency to sign up for maybe too many races or you know they go in thinking well you know if it doesn't go my way you know i'm just gonna stop at 50 or you know or whatever so um, I, I started, you know, uh, a long time ago, um, when I, when I go do races like this, you know, I just, you know, ultimate goal is to finish. So it doesn't matter, you know, I'm not, I'm never, I'm not gonna like not think about finishing, finishing a race. So, but I thought, you know, it was great that all three of us 
three of us finished when there were so so many DNFs in this race. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you uh, you girls saw that um, there were probably I think there were like thirty DNF. Yeah. Yeah, and about sixty. I think I think it was about seventy finishers, maybe. I think it was like ninety. I saw. Oh, 90 finishers. Ninety, yeah, because like okay. I think around, at least it said before we started, there were like 140 were starting. But um, of course, there a lot of people that show up to start. Yeah, and there was a lot of DNS, and then um, yeah, uh, I just, I yeah, it's just uh, all the DNF and in a race like this is just inter- interesting to me. I think you know people go 70 miles or 80 miles and quit, and it's just like man, you know. 20, 20 more miles or 30 more miles. I mean, you know, I know it seems like it's a lot, but, you know. You know, I learned that even a quarter mile is really, really far when you're at mile 95. It, it can, <laughs> yes, it, it definitely can be. And, uh, and uh, you know, Deanna, when you, uh, when you feel well, um, you will know next time, too, you got you, you, you to hold that back. And you yeah. got to take those walk breaks, you know, way before you need it. Because, um, you know, it's just uh, when you are not feeling well like that, I mean, you can be done. I mean, you can be you can be spent at mile 97 and not finish, you know, yeah. at this race. So I've seen people where, you know, people drop out in 92. They'd be running all day and then drop out in 92. <laughs> I would never forgive myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, oh, man. Yeah, it happens, you know. But I will say, Julie, you were right. This is like, I'm like riding high, though, after oh, yeah. this you know it's experience it's great and it lasts for a while it's oh, like no on, other and now we got out there plan the next one so. i know well, now we're, yeah. we <laughs> got to plan our next one <laughs> we're team flower power that's right <laughs> oh yeah we forgot to mention we wore we all wore matching uh, yellow flowers for the whole race oh. that was our thing and the wow. people recognize us. People, we're the Florida, we're yeah. the Florida folks. The Florida, flowers, Florida flowers. With the flowers, the Florida flowers. Yep. Well, it's, you know, it, it's I'm part of a group called Fellow Flowers, which um, your listeners can look it up online, and it's a women's empowerment group, and they have flowers that you can wear in your hair, but not just for women. Empowerment for for people, and each color has a, a represents a different thing and so i had picked yellow for this race and brought them for bruce and deanna but it was nice because i think it 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 showed camaraderie the runners because because of the nature of the course you're often seeing other runners you know it was fun we got to see the lead you know he did it in what 15 hours and change or something and people would see us and smile you know and i think that's what it's all about is uplifting each other we're all going through the same thing in different ways and it's hard and so we need to encourage each other and that our 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 flowers and our team spirit i feel like represented that for a lot of the other runners out there i agree well and you know and then once i did get ahead of you guys for a while when i got to one aid station one of the volunteers had asked where are your flower friends (laughs) (laughs) that's right she left us it made me sad (laughs) you left us you left us diana i know i'm sorry you left us that's why her flower was wiltering a little bit oh that's right (laughs) it was a little sad it was a little sad, but no, like, I, I think we're definitely like a family now. We got to plan for the next one. I'm excited. What's, what's the yellow flower? What's that mean? So, uh, the, there's a whole saying that goes around with it, but it may, it basically means I, I run because I get to and, and how, how blessed we are to be able to do this and that, you know, following your dreams and, and not giving up on, on things and for me that's i needed that reminder for this race because i was not confident going in that i could finish because i hadn't stuck to a specific training program even though i basically since january have been running about 60 to 70 miles a week and just to beef up my endurance i in january i did the bad water uh, virtual run and that really upped my the that really upped my mileage. It was two hundred and sixty seven miles for the month of January, and I never run that far in a month. So, not knowing that may, that that would help me down the road. So, I needed I needed the some reminders that I I was out there because I could run and I had that ability and my legs do work and I just had to remind myself to be a little bit more confident in what I could do. You were amazing. Uh, Love you guys. Thank you. (laughs) 
You were. You kicked butt out there, Deanna. We all did. We finished. And that's all you can ask for in these things. Absolutely. It was an adventure from start to finish. And then we drink wine afterwards. Oh, yes. (laughs) I drank beer during the race at some points. (laughs) A lot of people drink beer. It actually Uh, helped. It was good. Or milk. <laughs> ew, ew, no. Yeah. Oh, no. And <laughs> Bruce Bruce's secret weapon. Bruce is drinking milk. Yeah. Beer is yeah, I, drink, I drink a whole gallon yeah. of milk uh, during a 100-mile race, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, my God. Crazy. That's like the endurance gallon challenge. Dude, it Bruce works. is a human. He's not it, human. It, it I'm works. He was genetically made in a lab. That's what I just keep telling people. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> no. But he's a no. He's a great, great athlete, great training partner. I love you, little Bruce. You uh, know yeah. it. <laughs> it's a good way to get a lot of calories in with electrolytes. So, I think uh, there are a uh, few, few, uh, few, few friends out there who, uh, who, you know, who uses milk actually during the race. So, we need to get you a milk sponsor. <laughs> we should. Yeah, definitely. Fair life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I heard that's utterly good. No bull yeah. about it. Oh my god! It is actually very good. Yeah, it, yeah, and it, it works. It works for me. Never oh cracked once. Joe over here with the the milk puns. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to do too many. I wouldn't want to be milking it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Okay. <laughs> well, it was nice chatting, y'all. That's what. <laughs> yep. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Hey guys, I appreciate this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on. Heck yeah. We get to relive our our weekend that we didn't want to end. So uh, it was fun. I had a it was a fun weekend overall. We'll have well, many more. I'm sure. It was all fun, Deanna. Maybe if, you, if it wasn't fun for you, then well, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I think we are like family. (laughs) Uh, This was good, guys. Heck yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Bye. And there we have it for episode 24 of the Florida Trail Runners podcast. A huge congratulations to Bruce and Julie, this being Julie's comeback ultra, and to Deanna for crushing her first 100 miler under 24 hours. And hey, till next time, happy trails.